Player two has entered the podcast. Welcome, welcome back, people, to Player Two has entered the podcast. That show about video games, pop culture stuff, two friends catching up for the week. You know what it is. I am your co-host, Michael, aka MC Paperstacks, and with me as always is my co-host with the co-most. Derek, aka Full Metal Merc. And I'm so tired again this week. But hopefully I know. my tiredness will leave me soon we need to get like a sponsorship with red bull or something i'm tired too today Mm. i'm feeling a little bit more energetic we had a fun pre-show convo we always have to talk before the show we gotta get our notes lined up Mm -hmm. we gotta we gotta get our private week lined up the shit we don't share with the podcast you know we gotta catch up i don't think i talked to you much this week to be honest yeah no i didn't yeah we've been busy going on this week it's just yeah yeah yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Well, let's go ahead and get right into it for the people out there. We talked last week about your plans to hopefully go see Thor Love and Thunder. We're going to go see it this weekend, actually. I'm super excited, but okay. I want to hear your thoughts this week. Thor Love and Thunder, what do? Okay, so Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, Thor Ragnarok is better. Thunder. Bye. It's better by a long shot. Thor Love and Thunder is just a hodgepodge of too many jokes, most of which don't land, some of which go on way too long. Oh, no. Unfortunately, like, the more I think about the movie, the less I like it. No, as time goes on. but I mean, there. while I was in the theater, there are there are obviously things to enjoy while you're watching the movie. And I think that's the most that you can ask for. Not the Lady experience. Thor movie, though. Yeah, I was just lamenting with Kristen yesterday. I was like, I really hate it when a studio releases something that is what a straight white guys would call political which just means it's not straight for for straight white guys right and then it doesn't land or it seems cynical like Mm -hmm. the all-girl cast of the ghostbusters reboot because one when there is legitimate criticism the cast can just go you don't like it because we're women and then the people who actually don't like it because they're women will blame the fact that it sucks on the fact that they're women when really it was just a lazy cash grab and nobody involved really put forth any kind of effort into making it a fun movie. I thought right? it was okay. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm glad you liked it. I watched it and I thought it was garbage and I <laughs> wanted to like it. When I heard the premise, I was like, oh, that'd be cool. And I liked everybody involved. Like Paul Feig, everybody involved has talent. They just... I don't know if everybody was working on a job that another person could do better or they were all just sleepwalking through it. But I'm I'm getting on a tangent. Yeah. There's that. Captain Marvel. That's another one. I thought was really bad casting. I've seen Brie Larson be good in stuff. But again, we've said I've this. I've seen Brie Larson in stuff. Yeah. <laughs> fair. That's fair. I think, we've said this before, she is a director-dependent actor. Yeah, she's, yeah. Whatever direction she received or whatever her personal interpretation of the character was, was poor to be charitable. And the order in which the movie was displayed paired with her introduction of the character just didn't gel. 
And again, that just gives fuel to the people go, oh, see, it's woman. Right. Because woman. Brie Larson is on the press junket like, you don't like me because woman. And it's just like, I mean, yeah, people suck, but there's legitimate criticisms. Then you have something really awesome come out like Wonder Woman and that just shut everybody up. That shit was cool. But then you have something like Wonder Wonder Woman 1984. (laughs) (laughs) You can't even get past the first scene because it's like, ah. Or the, the second scene, should I say. Yeah, well, I was going to say the first scene is defensible because it feels more like a corny Christopher Reeves throwback. Like, I didn't Mm -hmm. like it personally, but I don't hate it. But yeah, then you get to the rest of the movie. And so I was really, really hoping that this would land because Lady Thor. And now I'm worried that neckbeards on the internet are going to be like, see, because woman, because woman Thor. I haven't heard, honestly, any chattering about because it's Lady Thor. Thank God. I'm so sick of that shit. It's mainly been like. Too many jokes, not enough gore, mm. like as in gore the god butcher. And oh, okay. Like, I was going to go, huh. Those two things. Like, Christian Bale, like, kills the role for what he's given. Who's Christian Bale? Uh, he's the villain. Oh, Christian Bale plays gore, huh? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, that's him. I'm uh, so out of loop with this movie. I've literally seen the trailer. Oh, okay. Like, whenever I think about Thor and Love and Thunder, all I think about is that Natalie definitely did not skip Arm Day. Arm Day, right. And sweet child of mine. <laughs> that's all I can think of. But yeah, yeah, go on. Go on. I mean, all in all, it's an okay mm. Thor movie. It's my second favorite Thor movie only because the first two Thor movies I thought were not very good at all. <laughs> that is so fair that's so so they crushed it with ragnarok as far as like the jokes and the funness of that movie which again i put it in the fun camp with no way home and multiverse of madness not mm-hmm. like the you know the serious camp which is fine but they got a little taste of that and just kind of leaned too hard into the comedy is that what you're saying yeah it's like taika they just let him do what he, whatever he wanted to do because Thor Ragnarok was so loved by everyone. Yeah, sometimes you got to rein it in just a little bit. You got you to yeah. have, have somebody in your corner to be like, hey, too much. But they do do some interesting things in the movie. And You said doo-doo. You know, they do do doo-doo interesting things. In this movie is doo-doo. Not really, mm. though. Okay. <laughs> well, now, as far as taking jokes on too far, would you say it's similar to, say, um, I don't know, uh, another comic book property off the top of my head that I definitely wasn't thinking about this entire time, Peacemaker? Peacemaker. Mm. Mm. How does I really the comedy love, I really like stack Peacemaker. up? <laughs> so that scares me because yeah. if the jokes dragged on too long for you, but you liked a show in which the jokes dragged on too long for me, I am very concerned about this movie. Well, the difference is you got a show and you've got a movie. So true, it's true. episode to episode. So even though the joke might go through the episodes, like, ah. You know, it's not that much of my time, but it's not dragging everything down so far. It's not dragging these serious moments down so far. But oh, no, I don't know. You'll you'll enjoy it for what it is. I think I did when we'll I got see. out. But when I got out, I was like, eh, it was okay. All right, well, folks, I think we're gonna do a spoiler talk next week on Love and Thunder. So look forward to that. Mm-hmm. Hop on over to your local theater if you're feeling uh, lucky. And check Mm. it out or wait until Disney Plus. Like I said, we didn't want to go opening weekend because we figured, you know, a lot of people. But we're going to try to sneak into like a little low key matinee, Mm -hmm. catch it this weekend. We'll see how it goes. Speaking of watching stuff, I've been watching like a ton of community lately. 
And the yeah. thing is, and I'm a little ashamed to admit this, I slept on Community. I never watched it. Did you? Have I've you seen, seen Community? It. You I've need to. Seen it. I think I've you seen the to. first episode. You need to. You need to. Because that's with it uh, is. Donald Glover, right? Yeah, Donald Glover's yeah. in it, and Joel McHale, yeah, and Joel. Chevy Chase, and I feel really bad because I literally just named all male actors, and I can't remember the name <laughs> of a single woman actor. Damn but it. To, to be fair, the show is made up of mostly unknowns. Like even Donald Glover was very early in his career at that point. Yeah. And Chevy Chase was kind of like already not relevant at that point. And Joel McHale was really only known for the soup. Yeah. So uh, the rest of the cast, uh, like I think the black lady that's in it, I saw her in an episode of The Office. Like she worked at Staples with Dwight. That's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. literally all I knew her from. Right. Uh, and then Chang is in it. Uh, I don't again. I don't know his name. His character's name is Chang, but he was the naked Asian dude that hopped out of the trunk in that really racist moment in the hung- the Hangover. Uh huh. He's oh, yeah, actually uh, is, pretty funny on the show. Yeah, I don't know his name. Uh, Kim Jong. Kim. Oh, he's a doctor. Yeah, he's a doctor. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yep. Uh, but yeah, he's 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 pretty good in the show. It's really well written. I mean, it's a Dan Harmon joint, so of course it's going to be well written. But it's also I think directed mainly or maybe even co-written or co-produced by the Russo brothers. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of talent on this show and you really see it play out. So do yourself a favor, maybe catch a few more episodes. You might fall in love with it. Like I did. There's a little bit of background with community, a little bit of drama that I kind of knew about beforehand, but didn't know the details of. Mm -hmm. So Dan Harmon is kind of a, uh, he's a bit of a wild card and he offended a lot of people and he got booted off as a writer during season four and the season was terrible, so they brought him back in season five, and then they ended in season six. And from the research I've done, if you're going to watch it, but you don't feel like watching some of the filler or a.k.a. what the community of community would call the bad episodes, <laughs> you watch seasons one through three, you skip season four, you watch season five, and then you just watch the last episode of season six in your gravy. Okay. Yeah. That pretty much right. does it. At least that's from my extensive research. That which that's what you should do. I'm currently chewing through season two and having a blast with it. I love that show. I really do. Ooh. It's a great show. But yeah, other than that, I'm trying to think of what else, what else, what else. Oh, we both got a chance to wrap up Miss Marvel this week. Yes. I guess we can stand back. And again, I don't think we need to go into major spoilers. But if we do, we can timestamp that or whatever. But overall, as a show, as a season. What you think? Overall, it was a very solid show. Solid is the word I would use, yeah. Yeah, full of a lot of feel-good moments. All mm. the moments between her and her dad and her and her mom, but especially her and her dad. Like, Love her dad. Almost yeah. every time, ready to tear up. Because I'm like, you can just see how much he cares he loves for his, his daughter. daughter. Yeah. On his face, and the actor that plays him is just really killing it. It makes me believe that, like kamala that's actually his daughter and he's like beta i just want you to be safe i want you to be careful and not get hurt and i'm just like i have a daughter and that's how i feel yeah no i have sons and the way that he looks after his kids like it engenders the feelings in me when i look after mine Mm -hmm. it translates as a parent i'm not saying that you have to be a parent to interpret his performance but it helps. Like, it really does translate, you know? So, yeah, I 100% agree with you there. But, yeah, I think the uh, comedy in the last episode was good. The action was a bit, like, kind of silly. Yeah, okay. In the in the 
It's a little Scooby Doo in, in, in the, the last. Scoo- yeah, yeah, exactly. A little Scooby Doo mystery machine gang going on, but uh, uh, all in all, man, I, I really loved. I really loved the show. Like it was, it yeah. Was solid, like I said, I enjoyed it, and it kind of fit the theme, even though it dealt with serious themes like partition. It never really like went hard in the like the serious drama. It kept it lighthearted. I think Marvel kind of goes along that trend when it comes to their heroes that are teenagers or or appear younger. And it's not something as deep and profound as some of their other works or even some of their other TV shows. But for what it was, it was just such a fun introduction to the character. I'm definitely rooting for her when she returns, you know, and whatever next project that ends up being. We kind of know because they tell us at the end of the show, but yeah. I'm not going to talk about it right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm rooting for her when she shows back up because, of course, she is. While it to me personally, wasn't the best Marvel TV show. It was far from the worst. Mm-hmm. And I really did enjoy it while I was watching it. So yeah. there was no like wow moments for me other than just the initial shock of, wow, they did a really good job with this character. Yeah. But as far as like the plot of the show, it just, it just went along. It was engaging yeah. enough for me to sit down and watch it, but it wasn't something that I feel like is going to stick to my ribs forever. The thing I'm really happy about is just the representation. Yeah. I'm not into like, identity politics and representation for representation's sake. And I'm sure there's a little bit of cynicism when it comes to Disney's exploration of the themes of the show, but who gives a fuck? Cause it actually really did speak to people in that culture. Like yeah, they're really know. happy and I'm happy for them. Yeah. I just hate how woke it is, man. It's just so woke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going to say that word again. Oh my God. I hate how they've just taken the word woke and just, yeah made it like anything that's not straight white it's woke (laughs) yeah well because i mean we stole it from black people in the first place which i hate and i wish we could just give it back and and go whoops sorry this is yours we we, we found it here here. here, let me just give that back to you it was in your yard we came in your yard and we took it (laughs) yeah sorry so even even though i know the roots of it in the true definition i just i don't i don't want to do it anymore i don't yeah like woke (laughs) and cringe are like just two two words that i don't really use anymore yeah, I don't know. Cringe, I still use, but it's more of like a it's like an inside voice word or personal yeah. word. I definitely don't like trying to like definitively label as something as cringe in public because that just feels cringe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not commenting cringe. You know what I mean? Yeah, I might well, be watching uh, can, something. Uh, go. Can we cringe. go into uh, a little bit of spoilers? I just want to. Talk you want to do some spoiler talks? Yeah, okay, just, just a little, just a little bit. Okay. On a little, little, little bit of spoiler talk. We're warning you right now. We're doing the spoilers. So you open up the more info and you you click the little timestamp to fast forward you to the next part. Then if you haven't seen it yet, and then you can avoid the spoilers. Go. Mutants. Mutants. It's mutants. Now, I was talking with GP offline from Call It Like I Don't See It. And he was like. I just don't understand why they made her a mutant and not an inhuman. And, like, I get it because, you know, she's an inhuman in the comics. Like, just yeah. make her inhuman. He he was saying, like, just this will be a fresh start for the inhumans because the show was so bad. Then you yeah. had Black Bolt and Multiverse Madness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm like, I like the reveal that she was a mutant. Because it was his name, Brian, Bruno. Is it Bruno yeah. or Brian? Because Comron kept calling him. I don't even know his name anymore. <laughs> Let's just call him Brian and piss him off. Yeah, Brian was just like, <laughs> there's something different about your cells. It's like a mutation. It, and then they played the uh, X-Men animated series riff. And I was for the like, second ah, time in the MCU. Yeah, for the second time. 
I thought it was just a cute little joke that Sam Raimi put in there for funsies. Apparently, that's a Kevin Feige original. Right. Which begs the question, when they finally do introduce mutants officially, are they going to use that theme song for the movie or and or show? I would love it if they mixed it in, like, in that beginning, Mar- when the- showing all the Marvel stuff. Yeah, or is it just Disney trying to remind you that they have the animated series on Disney Plus and you should watch that, that next? It's probably it that. that. It's yeah. probably that. Yeah. Either way, I love it. It's funny. Yeah, no, I, I thought that was interesting. She's going to return in the Marvels. Yep. And then we got that teaser at the end where she teleported. Switched places with On Ms. accident Mar- with, with Carol. Yeah, Carol Danvers like showed up in her room and was like, whose psycho bedroom is this? Yeah, I was, kinda, I, was kinda, I was confused by that. Yeah. I was very confused. Which just further reminded me that I wish that anybody else but Brie Larson was playing Carol. I hope they fix her character. I hope... Like, again, she's director dependent, so maybe, like, the next movie she's in, somebody can go, hey, could you suck less, please? Oh. Thank you. Be less terrible, Brie Larson. Mm. I know it sounds really mean, but, like, uh, I just, I wanted Captain Marvel to be good so bad, and it wasn't. It made me sad. So. I thought it was okay. I mean. <sighs> like, I've seen Thor The Dark World. Like, all these movies that we're, that we're saying. I know, but, but even. want to be good. Like, but e- yeah, but even though Thor The Dark World wasn't great. The character of Thor is still good. Okay. And Loki is definitely much better. Oh, yeah. And then he got a chance to improve over time. But he wasn't, it wasn't even like, because Thor, you could say, was like meh, especially in his first movie. And maybe even like middling in his second movie. Although I found him to be a little bit charming in in Dark World. And then obviously he's way better in Ragnarok. But with Carol Danvers, the way that Brie Larson plays her, it's actively bad. Hmm. It's not just like, eh, it's serviceable. I would beg to differ on that. You know what I mean? And it sucks because there are there are parts of Captain Marvel I actually do enjoy. There's some subtlety. I like the... Man, get on a tangent about Captain Marvel. I'm going to move on. Whatever, man. Okay. Let's go. Okay. So I've been feeling really nihilistic lately. I know that's not the answer, but I really, really want to disengage from social media, but I can't because I do the podcast. Moving on, Amazon Prime Day. I just slid that existential crap in there. Right. Amazon Prime Day is going on because it's more than a day now. It's like Amazon Prime summer, Amazon summer. Prime months, because it's going on through August. Amazon at least Prime. If you have alerts on Twitter or email alerts or whatever you decide to do, RS feeds, I don't know what the fuck, mm. maybe pay attention to that if you're looking for deals and... You don't mind supporting the devil, which is unfortunate, but you know, they're the only ones the selling. The devil's sometimes. got good deals, baby. Yes. <laughs> got them deals. Kind of hard not to, to be honest, uh, to support our overlords. Uh, so, yeah, um, they're having really good deals right now. I noticed personally that Batman the Animated Series and Avatar the Last Airbender, the Blu ray complete series sets, were both like under 20 bucks or like 15, 18, something like that. That's really good. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of deals on, you know, pretty much everything. You know how it is. So you got uh, some stuff you've been looking for or been thinking about buying or you got some anniversaries. You got birthdays coming up. Might be a good idea. Go check it out. I don't know. Check it out. Check it out. Support the devil. With my prayers. Okay. 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 With my prayers. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> Speaking of let's do it. Let's move on to the next segment. We're talking about what video games we are playing this week. Derek, Full Metal Merc, what are you Full Metal playing this week? Oh, I'm playing some more Strider. 
It's mm. getting a little bit more difficult. Mm. Enemies are getting upgraded, and there are some enemies that I come across that I can't even defeat yet because I don't have the right upgraded uh, techniques. We had the tools. We had the yeah, talent. Yeah, we got the tools. I don't have the tools, baby. You got so, the talent, though. Yeah, it's getting it's getting a little more difficult, but I'm still enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And I actually started the Dark Pictures anthology Little Hope. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, it starts out way more interesting and captivating than Man of Medan. Mm. I was like so in like the mist. I'm so much more into this mystery than I was that first game. Mm. So uh, I mean, it's pretty much the same basic gameplay as Until Dawn, Man of Medan, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They, <laughs> it's funny. There's a there's a gameplay mechanic where you have to press X along with the heartbeat in Man of Medan, and in this game, it's like. Now sometimes you have to press triangle. <laughs> oh no! Which one do you press? And I was like, "Oh wow, this is how they okay, all right." Good They're thing you write funny, interesting good. stories. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, I'm looking forward to continue playing that. I know I was supposed to play with you. I know it's just it's one of those things. A lot of stuff no, it's fine. I'm I'm only hurt and betrayed. That is all. It's only fine. hurt and betrayed. That's but it. But definitely, we will be playing the quarry together. Yes, we will be playing the quarry together. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Although I I understand because you were really busy. I'm coming off of being sick. It makes sense timing wise. We got a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that makes it difficult to get together. So the yeah. quarry. It's a date. Let's do it. Quarry. That about it this week. That's it, man. All right, got through that quick. Whew. All right, yeah. well, let me run through the games I've been playing. I got a chance to try out Ghost Runner. Do you remember Ghost Runner? Yeah, I have it on my list or downloaded to play. I just haven't. Yeah, played. I think they gave it away for PlayStation Plus. It may be on Game Pass, but I don't recall. Mm-hmm. It looks neat, but it kind of came out under the radar around the time that Ghostwire Tokyo came out and other cyberpunk stuff so like i got them all meshed together in my head but i've always been eyeballing it because it looked cool and so i went ahead and booted it up and the opening scene is badass you are basically a cybernetic ninja going around slashing the shit out of people being awesome it reminded me of ghost in the shell a little bit like if she was running like a heist then when you start playing it's in first person which i was like ah it looked like it'd be cooler if it was third person just because of how cool the character design was but like oh okay first person will work you know if if they get the first person parkour and navigation if they get that down right we're okay because you know deep silver's done it all right they haven't done anything else all right but they've done that part all right i started to play it i'm going through the tutorial so it's teaching me about how high i can jump if i, I could double jump wall running you know, attacking enemies. I noticed that when I don't do exactly what they want me to do in the tutorial, like if I would miss jumping on a direct ledge that they're targeting me towards, it would just reset me. And I was thinking, oh, they just want to make sure that I get this mechanic down, right? right? And then I got to enemies and I started fighting. And then I noticed that if an enemy hit me even once, they'd restart me. And I was like, oh, it's one of those games. Mm. It's like super hot, but you can't slow it down. And that wouldn't be terrible if they gave you the tools to be able to avoid damage completely. But the issue is, is that you have a dash, but on the ground and even in the air to a point, although they have a mechanic to help you like zip a little bit further along, like with a slow-mo thing, it's it's hard to explain. But you don't dash or dodge enough. 
you definitely, while they're shooting at you quickly, you can't do it in quick succession. So I just kept getting hit. And I banged my head against that for a little while. And I, I defeated enemies. But then when, when they threw more than one enemy at me, or if they're like, you know, around in a series of areas, and I had to like defeat all of them before I could get to the next section where they wouldn't reset me beforehand, mm-hmm. I, I just got frustrated with it. Ooh. It's sad because aesthetically it looks really good. But Ghost Runner, as the name may imply, it really is just a game made for speedrunners. Yeah. It's made for somebody to look fucking cool on Twitch or for GDQ. It is not fun to play casually. Unfortunately, oh. it just isn't. Like you would need to really sit down and learn that game, even in the beginning, in order to play it effectively. I say that, and somebody listening is probably like, I played it and I did just fine. You suck. That might be the case. <laughs> get good, bitch. <laughs> yeah, get good. Get good, noob. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely new when it comes to Ghost Runner because I wasn't having fun with that gameplay loop of do it perfectly or else and so i quit (laughs) so just so you know that's what you're getting into if you play that game and if you're listening like that sounds like my jam it probably is if you're listening and you're like "Ugh, gross i don't want one hit kills and i have to like precisely navigate a section or have to do it over and over and over again well Mm. then don't play it because that's exactly what it is damn i also got into because i got it for cheap on a sale at uh the old gamestop Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remake. Oh, yeah. Was it a half-off clearance? Yeah, PS5. Yeah. Yeah. So I picked that up. I also got a half-off copy of Tokyo Mirage Sessions for Switch. So, yeah. How much did that end up being? Both of the games together was like 50 bucks. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. It was really good. So... It's pretty much what you'd expect it to be. It does feel obviously a little different from the originals, but not much. Like the general feeling of tightness and the physics and everything is there. And obviously all of the modern amenities that were a lot harder to pull off in the original Tony Hawk's like wall riding is a little bit is. Well, I wouldn't say a little bit. It's a lot easier to pull off in this remake. And what's interesting is you still have your two minute kind of heats or your two minute runs to go through and hit like the point scores, like this amount of points in the same trick. And then like the regular normal and like six score, <laughs> collect the words that spell skate, collect the secret tape, you know, all and like break five of these Ollie over this, whatever, whatever. Right. Right. But the music plays continuously rather than stopping and starting during that two minute window of play, hmm. which I kind of like on paper, but in practice, it threw me off a little bit at first. And pl- plus, it was hard to navigate because I'd have a song I didn't want to hear play, and I'd have to pause and then press a button to skip to the next song, but it wouldn't give me a playlist. And mm. I didn't look for it long enough, so this could be a feature, but I couldn't easily find the track list so I could go through and go, never play this garbage. You know what I mean? Right. Like, cut cut some songs out of the list. Uh, but a lot of the original songs were there. Like, Superman started playing, and I was like, that was fun and uh ben was watching me play it and he thought it was funny to hum the failure tune from kirby (laughs) every single time that i fell off my skateboard every single time he was trolling the shit out of me what's it sound like again he just did that every single time i fell off my skateboard i was like bruh (laughs) uh so (laughs) do better yeah that's that's what i had to do that's what i had to do 
And but it was fun. It was a lot of fun. If you were a fan of Tony Hawk's at all, and you've been side eyeing it, but not sure if you want to pick it up, I think it's worth it. I do. It's a lot better than their previous HD attempt for sure. Vicarious Visions did a good job replicating what NeverSoft was able to do a couple of decades ago. Kudos <laughs> to them. So, yeah, yeah good stuff. Nice. Uh, beginning into the NSO, specifically the NES, actually, lately for funsies. Yep. I played a bunch of NES games. I played Punch Out. Still good. I got a lot further than I did when I was a kid. I had a lot of trouble with, uh, I think his name is Bengal Tiger, the, mm-hmm. the Indian guy. I had trouble with him when I was a kid, but I got past him and I got the major circuit title. And then I got re-challenged by Piston Honda, the guy from Japan. Mm-hmm. And the new moves they give him the second time you fight him were too much for me. I was like, <laughs> I can't handle it. So I'm going to go back and practice him maybe later on. Because I've always wanted to get to you know Mike Tyson, a.k.a. Mr. Dream. And I never did. But that, man, what a good game. There are some games that even with the limits of the Nintendo, the original Nintendo, just stay in the test of time. Punch out, test of time standard. Stood right. on it, right on top. You heard it here first. You heard it, well, you probably heard it well, here. You heard it here. For the millionth time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, played Excite Bike. They have this weird, like, director's cut version of Excite Bike that looks like it was Japan exclusive. That mm-hmm. adds in, like, versus modes and other stuff that you wouldn't have in the original one. But essentially, it's Excite Bike. I played yeah. that just to show Ben the inspiration for my favorite Mario Kart 8 level. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that one because it has all the jumps. I was like, this is the game that that's from. And he's like, ooh, wow, cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I played Donkey Kong are. Jr. <laughs> Donkey Kong Jr. is like a favorite of mine when I was a kid. It's still pretty good. It's hard because you can't fall farther than like half a centimeter or else you'll die. <laughs> he, he just throws a big fit and you're going to start over. And I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. I played Clue Clue Land, and I do not get the appeal. Do you remember the game at all? I don't. It's an overhead. There's like all these pegs, almost like you're looking at a Plinko board, but all the pins are like in a row. Mm -hmm. And you play as like this little balloon ball looking thing. And if you press the direction, he grabs one of those pegs and just kind of spins around until you let go. Mm -hmm. And you have this wave you can shoot out of your mouth to stun monsters. And if you go all the way down the row while the monster is stunned, you can smash him into the wall and defeat him. Then if you spin around certain pegs, you can get coins. I guess I don't know <laughs> what I don't know how to get to the next level. And it was like dumb. And I was like, I don't like this. Damn. So not a fan of Clue Clue Land City Connection is kind of reminds me of uh, I don't know what's called Flippy. It's like one of those games where like you can scroll to the left or right and the board just keeps repeating. Yeah. But it's got a really decent car animation because you're driving a car and the way that it turns is actually really advanced for the NES. Uh, so that's neat. And you get to shoot cops, which is always fun. Yep. Uh, that's like the main gameplay loop is just driving around, shooting cops and avoiding getting shot. Other than that, though, it's kind of basic. So it's not super fun outside of just the novelty of, hey, we're, we're right. shooting cops. <laughs> and then I played Kirby's Adventure, which I think is the first version of Kirby, the one on NES, yeah, where they so. use the copy abilities. Because if you remember the original Kirby on Game Boy, he just, like, I think he swallowed enemies, but he didn't copy abilities. Yeah. And it's great. It stands the test of time. They have extra levels, just like in the Kirbys that you know. They have, like, the little special, like, press the button at the right time to get the bigger end of the level bonus. All that good stuff. It's good times. Good times. 
And then, of course, I played more Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. I finished the Blue Lions route, and now I have started a new game plus. Addiction. What? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? What? Addiction? What are you talking about? <laughs> so I started a new game plus with Black Eagles, and that's Edelgard's crew. I actually unlocked another new character that went directly into the squad, other than the characters I had to buy in my first new game plus that had to... Uh, go like in the auxiliary battles only and it's a fan favorite and i don't want to ruin it for people who like three houses and haven't gotten to this part yet but i mentioned this character the very first time i talked about the three hopes demo and how i thought it was cool that they brought this character back and how it's a fan favorite and they made that character playable so that i I will say no more it's just neat it's just neat i'm wondering if they have a secret fourth route like they did with three houses but i guess i'll find out soon Yes. But uh, yeah, the stories are differing greatly, and I'm really enjoying the Edelgard route, so we'll see how that goes. I'm rapidly approaching, I think, the point where I'm going to talk about this game at length, and again, I'll signpost and link that when it happens, but uh, good stuff. Nice. All right, let's get into gaming news. Gaming news. Yay. Stuff to talk about. Stuff and things. Your girl, Bayo. 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 They just, Nintendo was just like, here, just here dropped go. a trailer out of nowhere. Out of somewhere. It was beautiful. I didn't see the trailer. You didn't see the trailer? No, I'm not as, uh, I like Bayo, don't get me wrong. I'll probably play it too, but I'm not as, I'm not, I'm not a day oneer like you are. Okay. Okay. So in the trailer, we got a lot more details about what's going on in the game, who the enemies are. So it seems like the enemies are homunculi, mm. they're man made, like demon type shits or whatever. You sure. know, I love anything with homunculi because full metal alchemist. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of new gameplay elements. She can transform now, so you know the demons that she summons with her hair. She yeah. can basically use those same demons to become like kind of a half demon herself. What about the kaiju Pokemon thing we saw in that first trailer? Um, I don't remember. She was controlling like large monsters. Yeah, I don't think they showed any of that in this trailer, but they did at the end of the trailer show a super massive, huge, ginormous kaiju. That she's gonna be <laughs> probably controlling. And I was mm. like, Jesus Christ, this is getting big. Was it so big it could see the curvature of the earth? No, not that big. It's not a okay. server's wrath. Okay, but, fair enough. Fair enough. Oh my god. And there's a new playable character Mm-mm. named what was her name? Violet or Viola? One of those. I have a weird feeling. Remember in the first Bayonetta where there was that little girl version of herself? Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of weird. I don't remember the first game that well. I don't know what happened to that little girl version of herself. Mm. I don't know if she went back to... But I feel like this now early 20s character named Viola is that version of her grown up or something. But she huh. just looks she just looks different. She has like a short hairstyle. And she mm. fights with like this giant cuddly demon and a sword. And it's just, oh, just cool. It just huh? looks so cool. And I can't wait to fucking play it. It comes out what october 28th october 28th 2022 mm. and that's what it's I, it's three months away <laughs> three <laughs> months away i can't believe it we went from that one trailer in 2017 to now it's finally coming out and i can't wait i'm so excited that's awesome man i've been waiting for my girl 
I can't wait to hear you talk about it. Unlike mm-hmm. Xenoblade Chronicles 3, I can't wait to stop <laughs> hearing you talk about that. You know, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is to me what Fire Emblem Three Houses will be to you, probably. <laughs> Damn. I'll probably talk lot. about that motherfucker every week in depth. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. I'm going to yeah. gear up Ooh, for that. Get ready. Hey, speaking of Bayo news, though, they also announced that they're going to release a physical edition of the first Bayonetta on Switch, if you recall. Sweet. They only released a physical edition of the second game with a digital copy of the first. So that's really cool. Yeah, yeah that for is collectors. Cool. I wonder why they didn't fucking do that the first time. I, I guess they didn't think it would sell that well, or they didn't want to spend the money on the cards, or they wanted to justify selling both the games but make money by not selling. I mean, they did that with Resident Evil too. If you yeah. bought Resident Evil physical on the Switch, you got Resident Evil Zero as a physical. And then the Resident Evil remake was a digital copy. Yeah. Which is lame. Yes. Or Call of Juarez, where you just buy the box and they give you a digital code. Juarez. They just give you a code, which I thought was really weird. (laughs) It's so dumb. It's so dumb. I own this. Look at me. I own this. (laughs) It's sitting on my shelf and it'll never be filled with a Call of Juarez game. Game cart that tastes terrible. I like to lick the carts, people. Give them to me. So <laughs> I can lick them. Gosh, golly, cart. Gosh, golly, give it. More Nintendo news. This is interesting. Nintendo, as a company, for its employees, they are recognizing same-sex marriages in regards to employee benefits that would go to opposite-sex marriages. Oh, shit. Yeah. And the reason why this is of note, for those who are not up on Japanese politics, Japan is the only member of the G7 to not legally recognize same-sex marriage. Not only that, they go pretty hard on transgender people, too. The country actually requires transgender people to be surgically sterilized if they want legal recognition of their gender identity. What the fuck? Yeah, it's... Really fucked up. I just sometimes I hate that I love so many things that come out of Japan. <laughs> dude, yeah, they are like I thought we were conservative. Holy shit, dude. Well, man. The thing that's really sad about it is like people keep going, Oh, all these trans activists, blah blah blah. Yeah, you kinda need to be an activist because their rights are under attack. Like, set aside what is a woman, which is a bullshit semantic argument. Set aside like your personal feelings on whether or not you find it all to be plausible or set aside all of the misdirects of confusing gender and sex. Cause gender again, is just, it's how you see yourself. It's mm-hmm. your social construct, right? The fact that people grow up feeling this way and they want the same rights as everybody else. And the medical community has recognized this as valid. Y'all motherfucker, y'all armchair scientists out here need to talk to some real scientists. Doctors and scientists recognize that psychologically it's healthy for people who have are assigned the wrong gender at birth have that gender reassignment. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so mm-hmm. for you to defend people that talk shit and go, oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, people used to talk shit about interracial marriages or same-sex mm-hmm. marriages or, you know, civil rights, this and that and the other. And the thing is, those words, when they're spoken from the frame of truth or common sense, they do cause damage. And right. you can see that in the way that our government is acting right now, to be honest. 
Okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna hop off my uh, my leftist political soapbox. It just gets Soap me worked box, up, man. Baby, it gets me worked up. I'm telling you, yeah. fucking Japan, yeah, no fix your shit. Yes, but please. Th- thank but you, Nintendo. Step in the right direction. Step in the right direction. Thank you, Nintendo, for flying in the face of what your government says because you didn't have to do it and you did it anyways, and I appreciate it. Yeah. All right, on to additional Nintendo news. Kirby's Dream Buffet. Yeah. Hey. When I saw this, when I saw it show up, I was like, a new Kirby game already? Uh, yeah. Okay. And then I saw it was like a four-player race to the finish type game. I was like, oh, that looks really fun. Yeah, people are comparing it to Fall Guys. I don't think it's going to be free to play. And I, I think it is going to be just four players. I don't think you can have beyond four players. So mm-hmm. I would compare it more with maybe like a Fall Guys because it's a race to finish, but maybe more of like a Mario Party without the board, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it looks fun. I'm wondering what the price point's going to be because it's strictly multiplayer, four player, like you said, race to the finish. It looks really neat. Will it be a free to play? Will it be a reduced price? Like Nintendo doesn't typically do that. I would say ten to twenty dollars. You think so? Yeah. yeah. Well, what it should be? What game. it should be? What what it right. will be? I'm thinking it's probably 60 or 40. Oh, you think so? <laughs> I think they might they might pull some Ooh. bullshit and try to charge 60. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I'm interested, depending if the price is right, you know, and I have other friends that are wanting to play it for sure. Because yeah. it looks neat. It looks really neat. Mm-hmm. So that trailer's out now if you're interested. And then finally, this is just an interesting tidbit that I saw on Twitter. You know, we have heat waves going around. It's the summer, global warming, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Switch apparently has a built-in fail-safe to prevent its circuits from frying if the Switch itself reaches a temperature of thirty go- of 35 degrees Celsius or... 30 goddamn degrees. That's what it sounds like. You have to say, I'm sorry. 30 goddamn degrees, damn Celsius. degrees Celsius. Fuck. Let me, let me tell you about fucking temperature. <laughs> let me tell you what... Gr- hey, call it, call it out on some temperature... Right. Guys, GPAD, <laughs> call it out on some temperature. These motherfuckers, no, right? Uh, but no, 35 degrees Celsius or 95 degrees Fahrenheit, it will automatically shut itself off and go into sleep mode to protect itself. Go protect yeah. yourself, protect your switch. Now, why you're outside in 96 degree weather playing your switch, <laughs> or maybe 90 degree weather and the switch took it the rest of the five degrees? The, the, the point is, maybe your maybe your AC went out. You never know. Yeah. And you're like, you're sitting by a window and the sun is shining directly onto your electronics because <laughs> right. apparently you were born in 1940. You don't know how computers work. Yes. I don't know. I don't uh-huh. know. <laughs> the switch is getting a bit old. <laughs> to be fair, though, there are people I've met that are your age that like will legit like let their electronics like sit in the sun. Like they'll work outside and not put their like computer under their umbrella. And I'm like, the fuck are you doing? That's, <laughs> like, hmm. That's silly. Yeah, it's a recipe for disaster. Basically. All right. Uh, I think that's it for Switch news. We got a little bit of video game related news specifically and some Xbox stuff. Now, in regards to Xbox, they are actually going to drop giving away 360 games for games with gold starting in October. I mean, for those who are paying attention... PlayStation's already phased out PlayStation 3 and Vita games being given away during their PlayStation Plus bonuses every month. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to get your thoughts. Like, no more 360 games for free on that service. What do you think? Uh, I mean, at a certain point, that service is kind of rendered useless anyway. 
Mm, I don't care. Because yeah, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate has that built into it. And I haven't cared for Ultimate a while. Has 360 games on it, so like whatever. The 360 offering has never been mind blowing. It's been cool occasionally, but by now all the 360 games that you're interested in getting, you probably already got, or yeah. they're already available for Game Pass. Exactly. So I get the move. I haven't seen a whole lot of backlash about it online. I think collectively we don't care. So yeah, seems like a move. That yeah. said, if you're feeling nostalgic and you haven't done it in a while, make sure to download your free games for this month, next month in September. Cause that's the last chance you won't get. Now, as far as all the games you've already downloaded, as long as you keep games with gold, you'll be able to keep those. Obviously same deal with PlayStation. So no big two more things. I don't know if we spoke on this yet or not. I know we spoke on some other Rockstar related things, but there are rumors that in addition to a remake or a remaster of the original Red Dead Redemption, there were also rumors coming out that Red Dead Redemption 2 was going to get a PS5 and Xbox Series upgrade. That has been halted. There you go. Yeah, there are rumors coming back out. Oh, they stopped it. I guess they're focusing on Grand Theft Auto six development and either they weren't pleased with the numbers on grand theft auto five for current gen systems but like what did you expect right Everyone you can't sell that shit every six months times over yeah i mean people were already saying they were gun shy because of the shoddy way that the trilogy was handled but the issue with that is clear don't hire a mobile developer to like remaster your game like do that shit in-house and do it correctly Right. Why was that such a hard thing to figure out? You got buckets of money, and yet you're like, I just, I just don't know how to release these games. Ah. They're the ones that release the originals. And the thing is, they're known for pushing the hardware they're developing on. They're known for taking their time and putting out something quality. And I think all this money they're getting from GTA Online has just gone to their head, and they're like, whatever. Mm -hmm. And they got their nose bloodied a little bit, and they're like, oh, let's pull back. And hopefully this is a sign not that they're giving up on these projects, but they're going to give them the time and the money due to make them actually worthwhile. I hope. Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully. Speaking of ports that are not going to be given the money and the time to do well, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance 2. Uh Now, I had mentioned when the Interplay tweet about it a while back that I was like, hey, maybe do better than you did on the first game's port or whatever, please. Right. And they dropped a trailer, and I had to double-check twice that I was watching the HD trailer for the <laughs> port, because it looked like straight dog doo-doo. It was the fuzziest, muddiest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and of course, there's still no online co-op. So on their YouTube channel and their Twitter, I let them know that I am not pleased. And it better not be fucking $30. And I know I'm being a bit of a brat about it, but what the hell, Interplay? Seriously. Right. Why even do it if you're not going to make it good? Yeah, why even do it? Like, I get it that these games are hard to find, and there's a lot of people that are, again, they're like, my childhood. (laughs) But coming from somebody who knows how easy it is to make these games look better and implement the online, and who already has the PS2 versions, fool me once. I'm not buying the second one if they drop it for $30. They can kiss my ass. They haven't dropped a price point, but it's coming out real soon. Like six days from now, uh, yeah. it's coming out. Well, I guess five at the at the time of the dropping of this episode, but it's coming out on the twentieth this month. All right. Yeah, like they literally just announced it. Like, oh, here it comes. Like, damn. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of something that's coming out soon, Stray 
is dropping on PlayStation Plus on the 19th. Cool. I believe you have to have premium in order to download it. I Yeah, I think that is correct. Yes. You going to be checking it out? So, Huh? Are you going to be checking oh, yeah, it out? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I'll, oh, I'll, I'll play the cat game. Yeah. I'm interested. I want to play it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say about it. I might end up buying it. Like, it's very, like, it hasn't been done before. And there's not a lot of games that you see where it's like, huh, that, I've never never seen a game like that before. So. Yeah, I feel like you've played as a cat, but not at this scale, certainly. Right. <laughs> at this scale. <laughs> yeah. This is a full-on cat game. Immersive cat world. Cat right. V robots. Uh, so we didn't have a listener question this week, but I saw an interesting post by one of my favorite resellers uh, that's commercial, East Starland. You probably bought from them, right? Uh, I've never bought from them, but I've looked at their catalog their stuff. before. Yeah. yeah, good stuff. They're, they're a decent online reseller as, pro- as far as prices go. Uh, but they had something on their social media where they were talking about an interesting idea that I wanted to implement. So I talked about to you earlier this week. They posted up, okay, what if we start like a book club, but instead for video games? So the way it was work is that a group of people would agree to play the same game and talk about it intermittently. It would be a little bit more difficult, I feel like, to implement because... Not all games, in fact, most games are not cut up neatly into chapters. Like with a book, you just be like, read up through chapter two and then we'll meet on Saturday, right? Yeah. But there are guides, there's how long to be, there's FAQs, there's a way to chop up a game you haven't played before to get mm-hmm. like a rough estimate of like what you need to get to, like a, like a signpost. And with that in mind, what I want to do is start the player to video game club. And I want to do that with you, obviously, as a co-host. And anybody out there who wants to join in with us while we're playing the game and send in your thoughts for discussion, feel free. If anybody out there wants to suggest a game that we play, as long as at least one of us hasn't played it and the other one maybe hasn't played it in a while, I think it would it would fit. Yeah. But we want to use this as an excuse to play those games that we keep sleeping on that we know are classics and that we should play but never got around to playing. which I think is a really great way to inspire us to play through them finally, because we'll be doing that together as a group. What do you, what do you, what do you think about this idea? I like it. I like it. We just have, we have to pick a game that we can actually get through. (laughs) Yeah. Cause (laughs) your life keeps lifing. Life, life's not going to stop. Your first suggestion was legend of Dragoon. Yes. Which is a, PlayStation 1 RPG, oft compared to Final Fantasy VII for its ambitions, but unfortunately not what its outcome. It didn't end up yeah. being as popular. Yeah, I think that's a great idea because it's definitely in that backlog list of games I've always wanted to finish but never got around to. My only issue is, like you said, Life Lifes, and I don't want this game club to take up a huge portion of our week. I was thinking maybe two, two to five hours of gameplay a week. Yeah. And that might even be pushing it. It depends on the game. But with an RPG of that scale, I'm wondering how long we're going to be playing that before we can get to the next game. So what I think we could do is offline, you and I can put together a list of games that are in that camp Mm -hmm. and then come together on the first game we want to do and maybe make it a shorter or adventure type game that you probably could beat in a weekend if you played straight through. But it'll take us a few weeks, obviously, if we're doing the the slower or whatever, right. and then use that as the trial run, test that out for the game club. We'll announce it so everybody else can play it. We'll probably decide, you want to decide today and we just put it up on social media, what game we're going to play. 
today, or, tomorrow. Yeah, or or we or we can do Legend of Dragoon if you just really want to do that. Oh no, we can definitely pick something else because I can okay. see how that would be very uh, yeah <laughs> time consuming. So I'll put up on our Facebook page and I will tweet it out. So if you follow me on Twitter, which is at Mike Peterson AL, or you're on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash player two is under the pod, we will put that up for those who are interested in. And I may even go back into the show notes of this episode and put it in there because by the time I edit and post this, we may already know what it is. So mm-hmm. check the show notes, check the social media if you want to know and you want to play along. We will start that book club and we will have a dedicated section to discuss that game together as we slowly play through it. Sound good? Sounds good. Moving on. This week, what you feeling? Nothing. What are you feeling? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually feeling two things so I can make up for your lack of feeling it this week. Okay. Two YouTube channels. The first YouTube channel I discovered was a movie review channel that's like a comedy channel. And it's called Prim's Hood Cinema. It's this dude that just basically reviews like black movies and hood movies. And the editing and the jokes are fucking hilarious. Uh, my favorite mm-hmm. part is when he's like, John Witherspoon in this movie, he an all-star. And they put like a star over his face. (laughs) (laughs) He always points out all the black all-stars, which I love. He's younger, I think, than you. So it's interesting to hear his takes on older movies like Boomerang, for instance. Like, why the fuck do they think Eddie Murphy could be a leading man? This man is not sexy. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I would definitely recommend checking that out if you want some laughs. It's not... You know, overly critical. It's not overly political. It's just funny, is what it is. So, yeah, I'm into it. And I will leave the link in the description. The other channel I want to point out because it's been really helpful to me. And I like that this guy is doing the work, especially since the game is so new. There's a channel called Burner Reborn, and he focuses mainly on Pokemon games. But he started a side channel, and both his main channel and definitely a side channel don't have very many subscribers. So please subscribe if you can to support this guy. The new channel he started is called Burner Reborn Gaming. And it focuses, for right now at least, it focuses specifically on Three Hopes. And he has been talking about, you know, good ways to get money in the game if you're grinding for like a certain weapon. Also, he's been making character builds. And he's been dropping one character build per day since he started the channel or since he started doing the, the character build drops oh, okay. reliably. And he's been so helpful for me because he's been talking about like his different builds and like the ways that he's interested in getting them done. And because the channel is so small, I think this particular channel has under 200 subscribers. He responds to every single one of the comments like he and I have actually talked back and forth. You know, like I would make a recommendation like, hey, what about this character for the next one? He's like, oh, yeah, I got this one done. I'll work on this one next. Or, oh, man, it took me like two hours to get this done. He's like, yeah, I know it sucks. Like, we'll we'll talk back and forth about different stuff. And it's really neat. So, you know, it's a very small niche for people who are actually interested in Three Hopes like I am. But throw him a subscribe if you don't really care about who's in your subscriber list just to help him out, help his channel grow. I think he would really appreciate it. And he's been so helpful to me that I really want to I want to shout him out. So. Yeah, right on. Yeah, that'll about do it, I think, for the show. Yay. Goodness gracious. All right, y'all. We're going to take a quick break. Let's give it up for the sponsor. We'll be back to close it out. And we're back. People, it is the summertime. Summer, summer, summertime. And uh, when you're out there driving your car two miles an hour so everybody sees you, don't forget... Mm. 
that dashboard toys are still a thing. And what better flex than to get you a video game themed toy, slap some gum on the feet, stick that thing right on the dashboard, and display your nerd for everybody. And where better to get those goodies, possibly more, maybe even some video games while you're at it, than to go to Gamer Goodies and more and purchase those things at a very reasonable price. I think I have a person that can help you out with that. Derek? As y'all know, I'm a reseller. I have an eBay store. It's ebay.com slash str slash gamergoodies and more. Today, probably my best find at a Goodwill outlet, period. I found a vintage 1999 Digivice pet from Digimon, and it's just amazing, and it's the best, and I love it so much. And I also found a interactive Vmon alarm clock plush. Like mm. his eyes move and everything. He's got the Digivice on his stomach. And it's just, it's just like these are the cool things that I find while I'm out. And this is stuff that you'll never know will have existed or will be something that you remember seeing on a commercial and it'll unlock a memory in your childhood. And you just have to have it. So you can check out my eBay store there. I'm also at the Peddler's Mall in Indianapolis, Indiana, 7803 East Washington Street. I'm there most days starting at 1 till about 5.20, just depending. Also, you can check me out on Instagram at GamerGoodiesMore and on Twitter at Goodies underscore more. All right. Don't forget, folks, we upload new episodes to our hub at anchor.fm slash player two is there in the pod every single Friday. But our podcast is also available on other platforms like Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can find us on all the social medias, tiktok.com slash at player two is there in the pod, facebook.com slash player two is there in the pod, youtube.com slash player two is there in the podcast. Subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, like. Whatever you can, it really helps us out. I promise you, once this whole newborn thing blows over and things get back to normal, I'll probably be posting on that social media more often. But for now, appreciate y'all hanging in there with us. And don't worry, we are going to have that episode out to you every single week. If you want to support us while spending a little bit of money, you can do that on patreon.com slash player two is under the pod. Shout out to Wavy Merck and Jordan. We appreciate you guys so much. Ooh, ooh. And if you want to contact us, you can do that via social media or by emailing us at mcpaperstacks at gmail.com. If you have listener questions, book video games club suggestions, guest suggestions, or feedback, we appreciate it. And that is a show. All right. So remember, send those book suggestions in. <laughs> send those book video game suggestions that are video games and not books. <laughs> All right. We appreciate you coming out and listening to us as always. We love you, and we hope to see you next week. Take care. Bye. Peace.